Hey guys, welcome to Kitae Please. My name is Kim and welcome to chapter 4. So today we'll be talking about cliche dating advice. Or just any advice in general, just for any single person out there that uh, I guess your loved ones or your friends or your peers try to give you hope but it comes across a bit of a a textbook thing that you say to someone when they're single and it's at the point where it's a bit pitiful or you feel bad for them. So before we continue on to the cliche dating advices, let's talk 21st century dating in general. So we're kind of in between old school dating, you know, when you would ask someone on a real date and by real date, I mean, not just let's hang out, let's chill. Uh, let's um, like whatever the fuck that is. That's fucking bullshit. Like you would say, hey, I like you. I want to pursue you. Let's go on a dinner date. Um, candles, whatever. Just really nice, sensible, no hidden agendas kind of date. That kind of stuff. Number two, like another thing is no distractions. So back then, I don't know, back then, back then, then. So there was no mobile phones, none of these bullshit apps, no phones dinging all the time. People weren't dependent on mobile phones. You had a, a the phone that you dial with the circle spinny thing, and that was your only way of contact. You might have a pager if you're really rich, or a cellular phone with an antenna if you were like, oh, freaking balling or something. That kind of stuff. So no distractions. Number three, it used to be okay to pick poop. Uh, pick people up from their doors and then drop them off at their doors as well without anyone feeling like they were possibly going to get attacked or mauled or abused or raped. Um, raped. I don't want to say that word too loud. Um, yeah, and that's, that's gone out the window now. No one feels safe. No one trusts anyone. And if a guy were to ask, or now present day, sorry. If a guy were to ask a girl, can I walk you to your door? There is always this this low-key feeling in the the girl's gut or the woman's gut that this guy might try something or might try to force himself in his, her door. Like, you don't know because this is 2021, apparently. This is how we date now. Um, another thing with old school dating, we used to ask for permission, you know. Is it okay? Can I hold your hand? You know, can I... Um, when can I call you again for another day? Can I kiss you? Blah, blah, blah. That's really nice. Consent. What's, oh my God, that's all gone. Uh, five, offering to pay. I know now there's this whole rise of women being able to pay for their dates as well as, um, men being able to date or like half hour, 50, 50 or whatever it is. Just the act of offering is more than enough for 2021. It's more than enough. So that's why I'm about old school dating. That's kind of there, but not really. At least not for me anyway. Not in my experience. But this is a podcast about me. So yeah, in my experience, it's not there. Not really. So apart from like old school dating, we're also, we've been introduced to social media, mobile phones, the the obsession with mobile phones. Um, Fun fact, I always get hay fever when I record this podcast, so I sniff a lot. So everyone relies on Instagram, Facebook, uh, the TikTok to validate what they're worth. And by how people look on social media, that's how they should be in real life, apparently. So 
now there's this new standard set by social like how life looks on social media that this is how your date or your uh, potential partner should look you know if they look very glamorous if they have this certain lifestyle just portrayed on their social media this is the new expectation so when you meet someone and they're just this humble person man or woman whichever it is whichever side you're on and they're just like this regular person who has hobbies and has good photos there's there's a uh, disappointment in a way because you know this person was um fake or just about clout or whatever just some sort of like new social media bullshit and branching off from social media there's you know now lots and lots and lots of different dating apps you've got hinge bumble uh, tinder plenty of fish uh, rsvp match.com uh, grinder mm, snapchat just so many dating websites so many platforms to date as well as um sliding into dms on social media platforms there's just there's access from always but at the same time no effort put in from always uh and now in 20 in the 21st century there's been a rise of casual sex which i fully support i enjoy it and as well as if people want to be sexually liberated i support that too just be safe because there's been so much casual sex and there's been a rise on poly relationships and in conjunction with mono relationships there's been a huge clash in the the monos the polys as well as uh well sorry not girls women who are sexually liberating themselves and embracing the casual sex world but it's still kind of looked down upon there is still a stigma behind women having a high number count not that it matters but there is still a stigma behind that but we'll go into that a bit later so those are the few things I want to talk about in 21st dating, you know, old school dating, social media, dating apps, and the introduction, introduction, introduction into a more sexually liberated world. So, cliche number one. You are so lucky you're single, you should appreciate it while you are not in a relationship. And who does the advice normally come from, this sort of advice? people in relationships i'm sorry but i feel like people in relationships have no right to say you should be lucky that you're single and you have your single life um no you don't get to say that you don't get to tell someone who is dating or struggling with dating that they should appreciate that they're single you think if someone at the point of like knowing how to be single and be like alone and individual has gotten to a point where they're like trying to date would still want to enjoy being single? No. Stupid. Gone. Next one. Number two. You'll find someone when you're least expecting it. How am I supposed to find it if I'm not expecting it? Actually, no. This one's a bit half-half. So... For some people, this may be relevant because love might fall literally onto their lap when they're not expecting it. For people like me, if I'm not looking for it, I'm not looking for it. If Prince Charming came up to me while I'm not looking for it and not in the mood, I'm not having a bar of it. I'm not going to say, I'm not looking for a relationship right now, but then change my mind because someone appropriate comes along. 
No, if I'm not looking for it, I'm not looking for it. Dead set, that's it, there. Shit. Number three, okay, next. Put yourself out there and love like you've never been hurt before. Do you know the last time I did this, do you know what happened? I got hurt. So even though this one's quite an endearing one, it's quite sweet in a way where it's just kind of like, it's okay, new love, like open yourself up, like forgive and forget. There is some sort of innocence and endearment, endearment, it, uh-huh, endearment to it, but there is a reason why people get hurt and go into relationships or new dates or dating worlds a bit guarded because they have followed this before in their life. Probably their first relationship, maybe it was the first time they ever fell in love and they got hurt. So this line is, it's very sweet, but it's not very realistic. Not in this century anyway. In this day and age, it's not realistic. Okay, next. Number four. If he teases you, it's because he likes you. No, 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 no. I just finished watching for like the hundredth time. He's just not that into you. If you don't know this show, it's on Stan, probably Amazon Prime as well. It's got Jennifer Goodwin and Justin Long, I believe. And it's got a few other scenarios and characters too. But based on these two, their scenario, so Gigi is Jennifer Goodwin. She's this girl who just is jumping from date to date, trying to find like obviously her love. And she would go on a date and report to a friend and be like, oh, this, he said this, so that must mean this. And they just read way too into what the guy says and does on the date. And then she stumbles across Justin Long's character, Alex. I think his name's Alex. And he just kind of snaps her out of it and says, he's just not that into you, which it's a, it's a crap movie in regards to, I guess, the acting. Well, I didn't really enjoy the acting. But I guess the message behind the movie, pretty good. So if you have time to waste, check it out. But pretty much this, this line is the first scene in the, sh- the movie where a boy pushes a girl over at the park. And the mum says to the girl, do you know why he did that? It's because he likes you. And it's true, this line has been engraved into us from a young age. I don't know about the kids these days, but for my generation, millennials, this has been engraved in us for a very long time, since we're in primary school, that if a boy teases you, if a girl teases you, it's because they secretly like you and they want your attention that way. And this plays into the next cliche line, which is, Women love bad boys or bad guys. We're we're trained to. We've been conditioned to. We've We've been told otherwise. We've been told if they're bad, if they treat you bad, they really like you. How fucked up is that? It's so messed up. This is what we've grown up with. And now a lot of women my age... I've noticed have gotten into these weird circles where, you know, a guy will treat them poorly, but they'll stay in their relationship because this is how he shows his love. He mistreats you, but then gives you a bit of, bit of sugar afterwards and you're a sweet. 
because that's how you choose his love that's how you that's how it is it is so unhealthy it is not right like maybe for okay for the rest of you if you want to do that cool good for you for me it is not right that is not how a relationship should work where you feel like you need to be degraded and then have a little bit of a confident boost to be happy in a relationship that's not that's not a healthy relationship in my eyes and I blame movies from the 90s I love 90s movies and Cosmo and Cleo and whatever magazines were out that back then but they were so so bad they taught us the wrong things the wrong messages and we all got suckered into it we all grew up with it and now it's engraved in our brains as much as we are aware and we know no that's not okay we've we've been brainwashed so we kind of did a four and a half so next one number five there are plenty of fish in the sea have you ever heard of an app called or a dating website called plenty of fish i've been on there there isn't a lot no i lie there's a lot of fish but they're all tuners i don't want tuna I want fucking Moby Dick. I don't want Krill. I don't want Dory. I don't want Nemo. I want fucking Moby Dick. He's not on Plenty of Fish. I once had a guy on Plenty of Fish. He had the most mugshot photo as a profile picture. Like a blank white wall. And he looked dead into the camera and didn't smile. And it just looked like a mugshot photo. And he recited... A chapter from Revelations to me in the Bible. For those who aren't too familiar with the Bible, Revelations is pretty much the the part or the chapter of the book where they talk about the end of the world and how the earth is on the earth, the world is coming to an end and the world's been cleansed. He sent me a chapter from that part of the Bible. Plenty of fish is also where I met the boxer from episode one, and the the red flag guy from episode two so henceforth don't go on plenty of fish the end so number six i think i'm up to number six treat them mean keep them keen this just has manipulation written all over it for me two in my eyes it just has manipulation written all over it why do i see it that way because you're deliberately behaving a certain way so in this case mean to get a response from someone else which is to keep them keen that's my cat on the microphone Minky, get off all right next number seven no sex on the first date Wait till three months or the third day. So this is a bit older fashioned where if you give it away or have sex on the first date, you're perceived as someone who is easy or doesn't hold himself highly or some load of misogynistic rubbish like you're less of a woman because you're you're giving away to anyone and everyone. It's this day and age... I don't think that really matters. Like, if there is a connection, if there is chemistry, if there is sexual chemistry, 
which is just as important as the intimate chemistry, why not? Like, what's the point in saying, I really like you and we had a great date, but you had sex with me, so you're not the one for me. I don't understand how there is that correlation. I, I feel like this is just an old school, um, it was probably a man who said it and made it up, just to control what women did with their vaginas because then they couldn't be like just letting it go here and there so easily you know put shame on the woman and the woman won't release it she won't release the cat because there's shame if the cat's released that's just my personal opinion i'm not too sure what number we're up to but next number eight you need to love yourself before someone can love you I hate this line so much, not because I personally resonate with it and I feel personally attacked, but I understand there are people who were brought up in situations where they're not deserving of love. They, they don't know any better. Like they could be the most generous person in the world. They could give a lot. They could be very kind and like just an angel, but they never feel like they're deserving of love because from a young age they were programmed not to receive any love that they're not worthy of any love and going from a child to a teenage to an adult they've just gone on this whole time believing that this was enough this was it for them which is where I see this opportunity for their partner who I guess at this stage would love them and have feelings towards them can show them that they are worth loving if they can't love themselves, someone can show them how they can love themselves by loving them and opening that window that was never open to them as a child. So you, let's use two characters as an example. You got ha, ha, <laughs> Harry and Sally. So if Harry isn't capable of loving himself because he just never was brought up that way, he has no clue how to tap that side of his brain or his heart, but he loves Sally. When you love someone, you are open to the things that they love. You want to learn about the things that they love because you love this person. So you want to be involved with their world, their life. So let's say Harry loves Sally and Sally loves Harry, but Harry does not love himself. Sally can be that key to show Harry. Their names are oddly very similar. <laughs> Sally can show Harry how to love himself. She can enforce what she loves about him she can enforce how she loves him and I feel like that's something that another partner could tap into the other person to let them explore you know they are a great person they are deserving of love they are deserving of this person who they like they are in so in love with and it's a it's a beautiful circle again that's just what I believe anyway um and that's just my opinion on you need to love yourself before you can love someone else that line i just i don't fully agree with it there is a very small part of me that believes that is true like you do need to do some some personal work some personal um just exploration in order to understand other people but the way that most people mean it i don't agree and I do feel like if you don't know how to do pottery and someone just tells you to go learn how to do pottery, but they have absolutely no skills and no resources to do it, 
it does help them if someone gets behind the wheel with them, slabs on a piece of clay and moulds the clay with them and shows them. Um, that was so corny, but yeah, that was just a scene from Ghost. And lucky last number 10 is, you don't seem like someone who would be single. I am pretty confident in saying the person who said this to me had pure intentions and meant that in the nicest way. But this is also a bit of a triggering thing to say to someone who is single because you look like you're in a relationship, but you're not. What happens? <laughs> what does one in a relationship look like? Oh, I'm confident. I'm settled. I love myself and I feel like I can fall back on someone who is myself because I am in fact in a very long-term relationship with myself. So she's not wrong. She's also not right. Thank you. So those are my top 10, 10-ish cliche advices I received in my time being single. And I think I'll end this podcast with some unsolicited advice I received from guys on dating apps. Live a bit. You're 30, I'm 30. We're not tied down. Just have fun and be free. You want money? Shut up. You're ugly. Hey. Do you have snap? Are you on the pill? Sit on my face and call me useless. Keen to fuck? LOL. What you doing? Wanna chill? Are you a female? That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye.